we go. <laughs> I wish we'd been recording. I mean, we'll get it. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome Hysterians. Back. Or if you are new, welcome. Welcome. If you like us, you're a hysterian now. You're welcome. It's spooky time. Ooh, so spooky. Spook. All month of October spook. Spookalicious. <laughs> if you heard our last episode of Spook, <laughs> it was the ghost state. Ghost state. Of Franklin, which of you've never heard of because it's Franklin dead. Franklin, dead state. <laughs> Franklin. Hey, it's Franklin. <laughs> dead state Franklin. Take it over your state. <laughs> I'm Haley. I'm Alexis, and this is Hysterical History. But today we're not talking about ghosts. Or are we? No. I mean, okay. We're talking about mummies. Mummies! Aww. Not moms. Oh. Well. Like, wrapped up in cloth mummies. But I thought we were talking about something else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about Egyptian mummies. <laughs> we're talking about Merkin mummies. Merkin mummies. And you may be like, Merkin's not old enough to have mummies, and you're wrong. <laughs> you just need salt, my dude. You just got to think about it a little you harder. You just need some formaldehyde and some salt and some linens. Yeah, I'll be showing you some pics, too. So, <laughs> And we'll be posting them to our Facebook page. Because uh, they were going to talk about the mummy of John Wilkes Booth. Ooh, ooh, child. <laughs> <laughs> Baby hands. Things uh, are gonna get easier. <laughs> so we already had an episode about Booth uh, that Haley did. Yes, about how he was terrible. Baby hands McGee and his yep. sister <laughs> Asia. He's just not a good time. He's a bad brother. Um, but uh, can you tell us? Remind us how it ended, Haley. What happened at the end? So spoilers: he shoots the president. <gasps> no, it's Abraham Lincoln. <gasps> he doesn't get murdered. No, he dies later. <laughs> yeah, he gets from in, gunshot yeah. wound. He still dies from the gunshot wound. It's still a murder yeah. that happens from when he. But was when shot. you're famous, we call that assassination. He was assassination. <laughs> no, assassination. Okay, move on. Nothing is true. <laughs> Everything is permitted. Yeah, yeah. Including me saying assassin that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they said so. <laughs> and then he uh, falls out of the. The box like a fool, <laughs> like breaks his ankle. He just like he's like ah, and thus to tyrants, he just like falls out and breaks his leg. Yeah, here. everyone's like, what the hell? Yeah, what, what? That was your plan? Wow, that you shot, and that was the idea. That was your exit strategy. <laughs> you hmm. thought he's yeah, he thought he was gonna look really cool, hmm. and it did nothing about him as cool. He like like possibly fell in a flag. It's confusing. Uh, and like, did he have a plan where like they had a find the ball in the cups scheme where like he ran away but there were duplicate riders or something probably i don't know but he, he rides away on horseback and people try to chase him down they go over hill and dale and they find him in a barn they burn the barn down yep set on fire set on on fire smoke him out he's on fire <laughs> yeah he, and this is the part that i have to tell you he yeah. becomes half face half face <laughs> Like in the Batman. <laughs> exactly the same. You remember your favorite Batman villain? He's half face. He becomes Harvey Dent, half face, to avoid copyright infringement. Yep. <laughs> but you'll say Harvey Dent. 
Harvu Durnt. I mean, it's true. He doesn't have two faces. He has half a face. He has half. <laughs> he has half. He doesn't have two heads. Oh, no. Doesn't make sense. He's uh, half face. But they shoot him, like, immediately. And they shoot him. So it's not a very good <laughs> villain origin story. <laughs> he they, dies really fast. And they shoot him, and he dies. Yeah. But did he die, Haley? Was that him? Uh, oh, was that him? That got shooted I'm and like, died? I'm like, I think he's dead. It's been a... <laughs> It's been a dead. while. I don't think he's still like out there. No, no. We don't have to worry. It's like, but his could he still be but out the there? The question is, did he get shot in that barn? Uh, I'm gonna say yes, just because the whole, the idea, the the conspiracy that he got away and like the bodies were switched sounds so sensational. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, it sounds like something you would make up after the fact just mm-hmm. to sell papers. So I'm inclined to believe <laughs> that it was, and people had conspiracies afterwards. Yeah. But if it wasn't him, that's very cool, too, because certainly the people chasing him have a vested interest in telling people that they succeeded. Of course. Right. Well, we'll see if I can change your mind. But, uh, but like, on the other hand, if you were Booth and you got away, wouldn't you, like, mm, say something? I mean, unless you're afraid of getting caught. Like, Get out of the country. They're like, going to get you. Go somewhere else and then be like, uh, what up? <laughs> uh, that was uh, me. What up with that? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is so well liked. No matter what country you go to, they will ship you back <laughs> and be like, this piece of garbage belongs to you. But no, we're talking about today whether or not he escaped. If he escaped. Because there is, um, apparently there's like two weeks when they're trying to find him before they actually catch him. Mm-hmm. So some people say that he got away uh-huh. and that the person they found is in Booth. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he's a fire. So that makes it more difficult to be like, that's the guy. <laughs> Was it him? Um, did he have a coin that Some he people say he flipping? did that. they did that on purpose so that you wouldn't be able to tell mm-hmm. the body as well. So that they could just be like, we did it. <laughs> They're doing the Scottish ruse where you explode a barn and just hope. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Scotsman. <laughs> If, if we explode it, <laughs> except different, they're just trying to hide the evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the information for this I got from uh, Christopher Klein, mm-hmm. who wrote a History.com article about it. All right. Um, that was from 2015. I don't know what happened in 2015, but almost all of these articles are from 2015, which makes mm-hmm. me think there was a resurgence in interest, um, which is interesting to me. Uh, it was, but this one was updated this I year. Don't so no, I have no idea. I guess like we were coming up on an election year, but like what else would there be? I guess I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I got some from a few other uh, sources that'll come up. Yeah, like this one from Magic Valley, which is an I- Southern Idaho newspaper. Oh no. Um, which will become more relevant to why that is later. Um, but Michelle Matthews, I have a quote from her that says, Shakespearean actor and Confederate secret agent John Wilkes Booth shot President Abraham Lincoln in 1865 at Ford Wash- or Theater in Washington, D.C. That's but I'm like, Confederate secret agent that's... makes him sound so much cooler than he is. Yeah, that's a lot. Right? I felt like that was a little bit much. Radicalized weirdo. Yeah. John Wilkes Booth. Confederate secret agent. Like, I don't think they're uh, organized and telling him what to do at that point, but sure. Um, I mean, 
I'll give it to you, I Possible. guess. If we can just keep very consistently calling Harriet Tubman a secret agent. Yes. Then, you know. That's, then that's fine. Um, so there's also a Times article about this um, from Time magazine uh, by Eliza Berman. Uh-huh. And I have a quote that says, 12 days after John Wilkes Booth assassinated Abraham Lincoln on April 14th, 1865, he was fatally shot by an army sergeant as the barn he was hiding in burned to the ground. Or at least that's the conventional narrative of Booth's final hours. So that's, that's the standard. That's almost a fortnight, Alexis. <laughs> it is. Alexis, Weeks. that's almost a fortnight. You could be all the way in Canada by then. Uh, Probably. I don't know. 12 days from Washington, D.C.? I think you could do that. Uh, I don't know. It feels possible. On horseback? Eh. I don't really know horseback. Train? I don't. I mean, would he have been on a train? I have no could idea. He, could he have trusted northern train <laughs> Do they have trains? I don't know. Uh, but his body is buried, apparently, in Greenmount Cemetery in Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, which is like his family cemetery, right? Mm-hmm. The Booth The plot. Booth family plot. Um, but... Since uh, he was found, uh, there's been rumors about it not being him, mm-hmm. which isn't surprising. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, especially when the barn was on fire and stuff, it's like, sounds kind of fishy. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't have anything to do but gossip. Yeah. So <laughs> why not? It's not like forensics are at their best. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. 1850s aren't the heyday of forensic <laughs> identification. Certainly are not. Uh, not like the best we ever get. But the quote I have says uh, that rumors began to circulate before Booth's body was cold. That people are like, no, I don't think that was him. Like, like on what evidence? Um, some say the bodily was, or the bodily. The, uh, the bodily was. <laughs> some say the body was hastily buried to cover up the government's mistake that they let him go. I mean, okay. You know, that he escaped, so they were like, let's just do this fast and then sure. people won't worry and about this, it. This all sounds like very standard conspiracy. Like, yeah, I, yeah. W- I would expect these rumors to. Yeah. The rumor come out. Rumor come out. <laughs> Booth's not dead. Where'd he go? And specifically, <laughs> many conspiracy theorists thought he escaped to Texas. I don't know why Texas, but that's what they decided. You know. That made the most sense. That's where you go when you've killed a president. Yeah. It's like uh, whenever you have problems in <laughs> Europe, you always move to England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll never, Our England is Texas. They'll never find you. You just run away to Texas. There's so much empty space in Texas. How are they going to find you? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? They're like, oh, you shot someone? You're like, yeah. The last place they think you would go is Texas if that's you're from the Northeast. Fair. Why would you go there? No one goes there. No. Um, but, yeah, they think the man that was shot outside the barn was merely a lookalike. Oh. Even though he was apparently identified by people uh, who were close to Booth, mm-hmm. they still think that that's not true. And, like I said, maybe that's the fire involved. That, all- like, that doesn't help. <laughs> they only identified half of his face. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's half face. He's half face now. Uh, the old John is dead. And this doesn't really, like, I don't think carry a lot of weight as far as, like, people spending a lot of time on it Mm -hmm. after, you know, even, like, a few years after the assassination because you get over it and there's other stuff going on. Yeah. But uh, it comes back to life because of a man named David E. George. The undead rumor. (laughs) It come out. Um, And he is a drifter who is claiming to be John Wilkes Booth. Great. 
So a hobo come out <laughs> from the tracks one night and be like, I'm John Wayne, I'm the booth man. I'm the man who killed Lincoln. Yeah. You're like, He's, he tells, he speaketh of truth. Of course. What else could he we say? We must trust him. What did he say he wanted? He wanted a lot of money and some food <laughs> and shelter. Yeah. So that's definitely him. <laughs> that's, why would he lie? <laughs> They're like, get some of your family's money, <laughs> idiot. Why would he lie? He's like, I can't. They've disowned me. They think I'm dead. <laughs> I'm legally a ghost. <laughs> legally a ghost. <laughs> oh, no. And a murderer. You look on his death certificate, it says ghost. <laughs> legally. Legally the, a the ghost. The courts judged me ghost. <laughs> legally ghost. Um, and the reason they think that George, they, that people are entertaining this as a possibility, mm-hmm. is they think George looks a lot like Booth. Um, they are impressed also that he can quote Shakespeare Right on the spot. No one else can do that. No. That is a trick singular to the Booth family yep, that's at it. this time. Yep. Did, they're actors. Yeah. In America, you have to actors. be from very specific bloodlines to be able to recite <laughs> to Shakespeare. To be allowed to even read it, like, let alone not, memorize. You can't even touch Shakespeare books no. unless you've you've been vetted as a pure blood Shakespearean like descent. Yep, that's right. Here. Also, how how where did George come from? That's just his name. No, is it? David E. George. Or is it Booth? I don't feel like you can be John Wilkes Booth and be a man named George. So that's his pseudonym. (laughs) His real name is John Wilkes Booth. You can't just go around in Texas calling yourself John Wilkes Booth. Haley, I bet you could. They're gonna, they're gonna know, and they're gonna turn you into the government. Also, why would you go to Texas? I don't know. Well, he's not talking about this in Texas. He's in Oklahoma. Yeah, like why wouldn't you go to like a real deep South state? I don't know though. Right, since you're like a Confederate hero. Yeah, yeah. Who like it's weird? Really, really like to keep appreciate you. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seems uh, weird move. Weird? Uh, yeah, like if know. anyone's going to cover you up, it's going to be like Confederate states. Yeah. Who are into uh, it. Whatever. But whatever. Um, so <laughs> January. really wanted to go to Texas. Texas is the best. They have the best Mexican food. It's so good. It's like better. and well, <laughs> There's no way he's had Mexican food in the 1860s <laughs> in like Washington, D.C. <laughs> no. No. And he doesn't want to go all the way to California. They haven't invented the California burrito yet. Do we have California yet? I have no idea when California becomes a state. I mean, you can go there for, like, gold rushes and stuff. Sure. It's not, like, a state No, I don't think. But probably dangerous. Yeah. Um, But anyway, in January 1903, a drifter named David E. George. um, (laughs) David E. George. He locks himself in um, Enid, Oklahoma, hotel room. Okay. And he commits suicide uh, by ingesting a lethal quantity of arsenic. Okay. Yeah. Chill. To poison himself. Mm-hmm. He's done. Mm-hmm. But. He's tired. He has, before this, told multiple people that he is John Wilkes Booth. Uh-huh. So when he dies, a whole bunch of the newspapers run articles about how he was talking about that. Because they interview people like, did you know anything about him? Did he say anything before he died? And they're all like, yeah, like I talked to him a couple days ago and like he said he's John Wilkes Booth. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the people are like, oh, you know, that like that's pretty interesting to put in your paper. Yeah. So they're like, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> How many years after the assassination was this? This is 1903, and it was in 1865. So it's like 30 years. Okay. Ish. Or 40. I know how to do math. <laughs> I don't. So I'm just <laughs> nodding. It's like, yeah, just under 40. Okay. Um, 
So that's a long time. So he's old. He's old. He's he would be old. He would be old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy's decently old, so they're like, sure, could be. Yeah. Um, according to the news reports that came out, uh, there's a wife of a local Methodist minister, which I want to just pause right there and say the most gossipy people are the people who are married to ministers in a yeah. town. Because they already, like, know everyone because that's their, like, job. Yeah. But, like, they're they're hearing all your dirty laundry, and so they're, like, <laughs> super gossipy. Yeah, it's like being married to, like— a psychiatrist or a doctor, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to tell anyone yeah. what they hear at work. Right. But, like, mm, but they do. Yeah, yeah. It You're getting slips. the inside track. It slips out. Yeah. yeah or, bit. like, he's taking notes and just sometimes you read his notebooks when he's out. Yeah, when he's out, you just visiting like, someone. Look at his notebooks. Yeah, I'm just, I just want to make sure I know who to pray for. Mm-hmm. Um, for <laughs> but their own good. She says that George botched an earlier suicide attempt uh, nine months earlier. So he tried and failed. I love that word, botched. Botched is a good word. Um, That because he thought he was dying, he told her, Uh uh, I am not David Elihu George. I am the one who killed the best man that ever lived. I am Jay Wilkes Booth. That doesn't sound like Booth. Unless he had, like, a huge change of heart. Yeah, it's it's suspicious to me the best man that ever lived seems fake. Mm -hmm. Um, Also that he said Jay Wilkes Booth. Because, I, don't, I mean, I guess I don't know what John went by, mm-hmm. but I just presumed it was John. Yeah. So it seems weird to me that you would um, abbreviate it. <laughs> I'm your baby hands. name? Especially Booth. when you're doing such a dramatic, like, reveal of who you are that you don't even say your first name. Mm-hmm. Strange. Although, you know, I don't really believe anything this woman says. Like I said. Yeah, maybe she She's is, a gossip fiend. Maybe she's saying it. Incorrect. He's like, I killed that nasty, <laughs> that nasty mildewy stain. But she's like, no, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest man who ever. Greatest man. Do you mean the greatest man who ever? It's like, no. I mean, honestly, it it does make a better story if it was him and he had that change of heart. Yeah. Like, that's more interesting and like, to if listen he, to. If he ever is going to have a change of heart, it's going to be when he's, like, dying in his 60s. Yeah, and when... Like, that's a thing about this that's interesting to me, that if this was him, that, like, most of the time assassins, you know, they don't live mm-hmm. after they assassinate someone because they get caught and then they get killed. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they get executed. And so it's interesting to me, like, the idea that he's alive mostly because then you can see, like, that what you did didn't change things how you thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. Because that's always their thing. Like, I'm going to kill someone, and then it's going to fix everything. Right. And then, like, it's not just the immediate aftermath where you see it doesn't fix anything, but, like, years and years and years. And then you're like, wait, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. Like, maybe I was just a radicalized young man. I, like, read too many of the wrong newspapers. Yeah. And listened to And, like, he much. actually seemed pretty okay now that people are telling me what he actually did. The year is, like, 1900 now, and yeah. maybe I did the wrong and thing. And it doesn't seem as important anymore. Well, it certainly feels like a good story for the union yeah. to have yeah. in its consciousness. Totally. Yeah. Good. So they put pictures side by side, Booth and George. <laughs> yeah. I showed them to you um, because, uh, you know, no offense, History.com, I love you. Mm-hmm. History Channel is great. Uh, it, it used to be really good. Now it it's... used to be... I mean, their website's good. I sh- maybe their channel's not good, mm-hmm. but their website has a lot of good information. It's, it's gotten really fringe and mechanical. Yeah. 
everything's like maybe aliens right. made Hitler. But their website's still really good, yeah. like for articles and stuff about almost anything you can think of. They mm-hmm. almost always have an article about whatever I'm talking about. And they're usually like pretty well researched and useful. So thank you. <laughs> but um, there's one caption. But there's yeah, there's one, a caption. One caption. Where they say it's Booth and George. And I mean, they look decently similar, but it says that they're photos of them. <laughs> it's very clearly not photos. They are drawings of them. <laughs> Those are drawings. They are not photos. They're more like sketches. Yeah. They are clearly sketched drawings. Yeah. So I'm like, which I understand because sometimes I have trouble with words that mean close to the same thing but aren't the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Like that are like synonymous, but like one of them is only right in specific circumstances. Yeah. Um, like, this is kind of one, I guess. Like, I'll say itch as a verb even though it isn't. Yeah, that one's pretty common. Because scratch is the verb. Yeah. But, like, you have an itch and you scratch it. Like, you don't have a scratch and you itch it. Mm-hmm. Itching isn't a thing. Like, yeah. as far as, like, an active thing you do. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that's happening to you. Yeah. You're itchy. Um, but I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll say it constantly. And, like, sometimes I have trouble with the words picture, photo, and, like, painting. Yeah. Because picture, uh, like, photos and paintings are pictures. Yeah. All of that's pictures. But photos are photography with a camera. Paintings are painted, and then pictures are just a picture of a thing. Just an umbrella could be term. either of yeah. them. So I think they meant picture, and they put photo. Yeah. And it's clearly not a photo. Clearly not <laughs> a photo. So just want to let you know. You might want to update your article again. I know you already did this year in January, but it's, yeah, you should fix the caption. Side-by-side <laughs> side photography. It's of, not good. It's not. But, but I showed them to you, and I wanted to say, like, do they look similar yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they both, they're, first, they're like doodles, first of yeah, all. They're, they're not, drawings. They're not that detailed. And I don't know where they're from or, like, when. Yeah. I don't know if the same person's doing Who? them. Yeah. It, there's no information about that. So right. I don't, like, Who, meaningless. Who me? drew them? Did they know each person? Yeah, I don't know. When did they see them? How it doesn't long? say. There's no details. I'm assuming it was just run in the paper that way. <laughs> yeah. That it was like, here's such a, oh my gosh, don't they look similar? And there probably wasn't any information about it. And so when they're showing it like on the website now, they're just trying to show you like, this is why people think that. Um, but like, we were talking about this, that like, um, lots of men look the same when they both have mustaches. Yeah. Just I mean. Two white men with dark hair and mustaches. Yep. <laughs> Identical. That's same. Same Identical. guy. Identical. Definitely. Probably the same man. <laughs> and you wanted me to bring up the fact yeah. that I cannot remember the difference between Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> nope. At all. We have a we keep like little sticky notes that say like funny things that we say and we like keep them on a door <laughs> yeah. so that we can read them and like laugh. Our internal memes. Yeah, like our house memes. And uh, one of them I wrote down was Haley asking me the difference between Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck. What's the difference? And I said, they're different people. And she said, that's not a difference. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a difference. Tell me how they're different. Because what she wanted was like, how do I tell them apart? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then I told her. Them being separate does not help me. <laughs> it doesn't. I, they still look the same it's like to me. saying, what's the difference between apples and oranges? They're different fruits. Yeah. No, okay. Mm-hmm. So then how do I tell? Describe the difference. How do I tell which one's which? Right. They're just different. They're just different. So which one's uh, Tom Reynolds and Burt Selleck? I don't know. <laughs> Tom Reynolds. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
But I told you I had another one, too, that, like, uh, I watch a lot of Good Mythical Morning, and, like, Rhett, when I look at him sometimes, I'm like, oh, he reminds me of my dad. No. He does not look like my dad. Yeah. Like, if you put a picture of him next to a picture of my dad, Mm -hmm. they do not look almost anything alike. Yeah. Um, Except for that they're both white and they have mustaches. (laughs) Yeah. And Rhett isn't even a mustache. It's a beard-mustache combo. Yeah. My dad doesn't have a beard. And I still look at him and I'm like, oh, he's like my dad. (laughs) The mustache is very powerful. It tricks you. So, and I feel like especially in the early 1900s that, like, if this newspaper is running this story and that it may be at first you're like, ugh, like, that's probably not true. Yeah. Um, but then you see this picture and, it, like, the pictures look very similar, you know? Not so much that I would be like, that's definitely the same person, especially since they're drawings. But if you're in, like, if I'm in my 1900s mindset and I don't understand fake news, <laughs> um, yeah, like, maybe. They look real similar. Yeah. Also, they look like they're about the same age when one of them should be a young man, one of them should be your grandpa. But it might be from the same time, uh, I guess. too. Who, I don't actually know. But, like, who knew him as a young man? I don't know. It's a mystery. Who keeps the same hairstyle when they're 60s, when they're, <laughs> like, 20? Um, but, like, I'm impressed mostly because I'm like, do I think that's true? No. Um, is that going to sell papers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, if, oh, yeah. if I read that, and then, like, I would definitely immediately, like, bring that up to you or, mm-hmm. like, people I knew. Yeah. And, and then I'd be like, oh, hold on. Let me get my newspaper so I could show you and be mm-hmm. like, look at the picture. Look at like, them. I've, I've done that with, like, John List, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, like, his picture and then, like, the model that they thought he'd look like. And it looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, look, it's crazy. And I'll show that to people. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yeah. Look. And they that's, knew. And that's the exact same thing as what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for it's, like, 80 years. Years before that. (laughs) Here's a policeman's photo of him. All the same. (laughs) Photo. Yeah, photo. Yeah, it says, reveal the striking resemblance between the two mustachioed men. And I'm like, you know what the resemblance is? Mustache. Which is like, (laughs) by the time of the older man dying, they have photography. Yeah. They could have taken a photo. I think there are photos of John Wilkes Booth, I thought, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't. I think. They might not be photos. They might just be drawings. They do have some form of photography then, I think. John. John Quincy Adams. Google. (laughs) Google. Listen better. Spy on us better. No. John Wilkes Booth. John Quincy Adams. (laughs) Freaking nonsense. Yeah, we we have a photo. Yeah, there are pictures of him. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures. Like a real photograph. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why. <laughs> From 65. I don't know why we're using a drawing of why, him. Why are we using, it's probably really. Maybe there's just no drawing of David and there's only, or I mean, no, no picture or like photo. See the words. And there's yeah. only a drawing. And so then they were like drawing to drawing. And I don't know how, like how good the technology is for putting photos in newspapers. Sure. Maybe, that's true. Maybe, maybe they just had someone sketch them. Maybe that's really bad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, ca- I can't imagine it's that hard. But anyway. Because I think they do it with acid. It's just like acid yeah, yeah. on plates. Right, exactly. Um, but uh, I learned that from when we talked about uh, Louis Le Prince. Oh, that's what he did. I learned it from a Terry Pratchett book. Nice. <laughs> I think I might have already known it, but like they talked about it like very specifically how to do it. Yeah, and there's, like daguerreotype uh, and stuff. There's like so many photos. That's of what him. I'm saying. Oh wait, is this? Um, oh, I'm accidentally spoiling myself and looking at the mummy. Don't now. look. I won't. Don't. I won't. <laughs> okay, so 
newspapers are all excited. Yeah. And some of them even get reports that Junius Brutus Booth the third, mm-hmm. who's the nephew of John Wilkes Booth, yeah. um, said that George looks like his uncle. Uh so they're like, sure. that's a family account. He says they look the same. Mm-hmm. Except that Junius was born in 1868, so he never met his uncle. Yeah, I'm like, did they meet? Nope. <coughs> he wasn't even alive when he died. Uh, or like, so. if he did, you haven't seen him in three decades. Yeah. never. He's never seen him before. If it was your dad. Sure. I would. Uh, he's take, probably dead. Yeah, he's probably, <gasps> probably dead. Probably dead by now. Like, really old. Or your brother. Yeah. Or your sister. Or right. your mom. Um, but some people in Enid, like, think that that's for realsies. Because mm-hmm. George told them, and then they see that article, and they're like, that seems true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feels true. Why not? Really want it to be true. Um, so an undertaker who <laughs> takes a body, uh, embalms it, because they're expecting that someone's going to come find him. Like, yeah. someone from the Booth family is going to come to Enid, Oklahoma, <laughs> to claim his body. Yeah. Because now it's, like, in the newspapers, and he's assuming it's circulating. Yeah, and they're like, going to want to come pick so this So he's got to make sure it's preserved. Yeah. Um, and the body uh, is kept in a furniture store slash mortuary, mm-hmm. which apparently is the business. I mean. Because that's what, um, yeah. that's what uh, Lizzie Borden's dad did, too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, this is weird. Like, why are you doing this? I mean, it's furniture, but, like, you go inside it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, and we can rent them chairs for the funeral service. It's yeah. perfect. That's such a good combo business. The circle of life. That's the original KFC Taco Bell combo business. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know? Where you couldn't imagine it, and then you do, and you're like, of course. <laughs> of, why, of course. Why wouldn't you do that? They're why wouldn't need, you combine a Taco Bell with a Pizza Hut? They combine Taco Bell with everything. Yeah. And, you know, they're right to do it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> they're right to do it. <laughs> That's correct. Manifest destiny. <laughs> Um, but so, yeah, they, they embalm it at first, but then nobody's coming. And so then. That's weird. Why? Yeah, I, I wonder strange. why. So then they decide to mummify the body. I mean, that's fair. Uh, it's not like they have a refrigeration system. They can't keep it on no, ice. You have no. to preserve it somehow. Yeah. And, and they still think, I think, that even if it's not Booth, that someone's going to want it. Right? Yeah. So they're like, we don't want to just get rid of it. Someone's going to pay big money for like, this. We got to leave it. Yeah. Um, this is a piece of history. So, enter Finnis L. Bates. Mm. He uh, is a friend of George's, apparently. Uh, He's also actress Kathy Bates' grandfather. That uh, years are not the length I think they are. <laughs> I know. Sometimes. Kathy Bates' grandfather. That's, uh, what is time? <laughs> it's I don't, really weird, dude. That doesn't feel like long enough. I know. I guess. I mean, she's pretty old now, I, I guess, guess. I guess, yeah, she's pretty old now. Yeah. And her grandfather, yeah, I guess that could be. Yeah, 1903. Yeah. He's, a, he's an adult man. And he, he did the thing. It's weird. Why don't we just ask him? <laughs> I think he's dead, probably. Why don't we ask her? She probably knows. <laughs> she knows. She knows the <laughs> He seat. told her. <laughs> she knows. She's so very not far removed from <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's murder. <laughs> 
But I, like, I want you to keep that in your mind for the rest of this movie, or the rest of this movie. Yeah, the rest movie. of this uh, episode. Yeah, that this is Kathy Bates' grandfather. Okay, that he might have like told her these stories. Like she sits on his <laughs> knee and he's like, "Let me tell you about the mummy of John Wilkes." But let me tell you about the mummy. Um, <laughs> and that like she's most known for being in horror movies, which is funny to me. Yeah. So here we go. Um. So Finis L. Bates arrives in Oklahoma, and he says, uh, that's my friend George. First of all, why did you know each other? It sounds like a scheme. He says, 20 years after Lincoln's assassination, George, uh-huh. who at the time was going as, like, w- by the name um, John St. Helen. That's, that's too many names. I feel like it's like a John Wilkes Booth, like a, I want the same cadence. Yeah. And and honestly, like, if you're going to have, like, some sort of uh, name change where you're going to go by that and you have to, like, recognize it, it probably should be close to your actual name. It should be close. Like, it shouldn't be your name. It shouldn't be John still, but, like, maybe, like, James. Something where it's, like, the first sound is similar so that you get used to it easier. David is hard. (laughs) David. (laughs) David. Ew. You, David. Stop being a mommy, David. You killed the president, David. That's nasty. No, uh, David. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> all I can think of is when she, like, uh, David's going to do his like driving test, and she's like, nobody cares, David. <laughs> nobody cares, David. <laughs> nobody cares, Finnis. But, uh, yeah, he says that John St. Helen is the guy he met, but that this is the same guy. And that he had been ill when he knew him. Okay. And he was so ill he thought he was going to die. Mm-hmm. So he told George, or he, not George, he's George. He told Bates <laughs> that he was John Wilkes Booth, but then he got better. Oh, so. <laughs> it's really awkward. At least he's consistent? Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's saying that at that time he told him a deathbed confession, but then he just didn't die. Mm-hmm. And then later on when he's in Enid, he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. However... George, or I mean, Bates is saying this about George um, after these newspapers have come out where it says that that's the story. Yeah. So. It's not independently verified anywhere. No. Oh, no. no. That's too bad. Nope. And so uh, he says he confessed. And then he says the reason that George told him, too, is because he's a lawyer. Or that he is a lawyer, so he told him and that matters somehow. Oh, okay. I don't know. You can always trust a lawyer. (laughs) And maybe, like, he's saying, like, uh, to tell my family for my estate, something. Mm -hmm. Um, But so Bates hears about this in the newspaper. He goes to Enid, and he finds the embalmed body of the mysterious man, it says, at W.B. Penniman's Mortuary and Furniture Store. (laughs) And furniture. (laughs) Mortuary and furniture. Also, um, while... Bates is there trying to get custody of the body, which is really creepy. Yeah. Um, it's become a local tourist attraction. Of course. Because they set him up in the window in a suit. In the window. He's reading a newspaper. Oh, no. Come on in and buy furniture next to this dead assassin <sighs> of a president that I mummified. That doesn't help them. They're not supposed to be in the sunlight. And he's got a glass eyes that are staring out. Oh, I mean, that's good. You need to either cover the eyes or put something in them, otherwise they get all sunken. They look 
it looks bad. I hate how it looks. <laughs> it was never going to look good. It's horrible. <laughs> you know how— uh, I can't wait for all of you to see it. I love—like, one of my favorite things is bad taxidermy. Yeah. Because they look so dumb. Because they're all doofy. <laughs> they're doofy as uh-huh. hell. Yeah. But sometimes they put the weirdest eyes in them. Oh, yeah. And they're just wilding at you. I hate it. Ooh, seeing things— I'm just imagining. I mean, like, I kind of hope it is him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is what you deserve. I mean, if it's not him, this sucks. This sucks. For this person. You shouldn't this have is said like it. A, this is like a Napoleon penis situation <laughs> where it's like if it uh, is Napoleon's penis, it's funny. But if it's not, then it's like a random peasant's oh, penis. Man. And it's like, that's not nice. <laughs> it's just a random And then penis. it's just like being made fun of at the, you know— at, in like all around the world, but and then it's like it's fascinating because it becomes this like, man, the random stuff that humans will worship, yeah, just because it's there, yeah, and they think it's important. But like this is probably just some random dude, yeah, and it's like now he's a spectacle <laughs> because he he maybe said that he was a murderer. Oh my gosh, cool, like yeah. So because he killed himself with arsenic, it was really easy to mummify him because they use arsenic to do it. Yeah. So then, like, his guts and stuff are, like, in their best possible circumstance to be mummy. He's primed. Yep. So they're like, wow, that's a good mummy. That's a good mummy. And they did it right away, so he's, like, very well preserved. I wonder Um, if, like, like people, doctors take special classes. On mummification? On mummification. Or if, like, Mm -hmm. you have to look up a book or something. I feel like probably not now. Just I mean, because, at like, the, at the time, yeah, I, I would probably say at the time, if you dealt with bodies, you probably know how to do it because or now you have a book where it says now you don't have to because we yeah. have refrigeration, right? Yeah, I, I would say now probably no, but then maybe yeah because now you don't have to learn it like as a doctor. If you yeah. learn how to do it, it's because you're into weird it's, uh, cultural stuff for or fun <laughs> for history stuff, or you're doing it as like learning how the ancients did it or something. Sure. Your hobbies, whatever. You're not doing it because you have to. Yeah, they're doing it because they have to. But so in uh, 1907, so four years later, <laughs> yeah, um, Bates writes a book. Uh-huh. Called Escape and Suicide of John Wilkes Booth. Oh man. Um, I think in some of them the title also includes Correction of History. Oh, cool. So there's that. History was bad. And, and I he corrected it. Contends in this book that Booth assumed a new identity, John St. Helen, and lived in exile until taking his own life in 1903. Oh. That he just kind of runs around bumming. Yeah. Which isn't like, I mean, of all of the things you could tell me that John Wilkes Booth did after he ran away from Lincoln, that is the most believable to me. Yeah. He just runs around as a bum because he can't act, not only because he's bad at it, but also because he'll be uh, recognized it'll more, be obvious. More people look at him. He doesn't have money, and um, he doesn't seem like the type who wants to work. So yeah, that's what I'd guess. <laughs> Probably a hobo. That's a long time to be a hobo, though. Like, yeah, that's rough. Right. 40 it's, years. It's a long time. Hoboing. It's a long time of not telling other people. I mean, Bates is saying he did tell him 20 years ago. Yeah, but, like, he thought he was going to die. Yep. Whereas I'm like, uh, if it was... Wouldn't like, you write a book? Wouldn't you... <laughs> first of all, wouldn't you try to correct history if it was you? Wouldn't you write a book? Like, you're... I, I'm just saying, like, think about how much money he could make if he wrote a book. Right. And just, like, get somewhere far away. Have some of your friends in the South publish yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Right? Mm, yeah. You 
back, something. There are better things to do, definitely. <laughs> Although we've learned a lot from history that people often don't do the best thing or don't even think yeah. of, like, the best thing That's to do. very true. Human instincts don't lead you always to the logical <laughs> or, like, most economical conclusion for you. I'll be a hobo. A hobo for 40 years. It's the only way. <laughs> um... And according to Bates, St. Helen uh, told him that Vice President Andrew Johnson had masterminded the whole plot and had given him a password that allowed him to escape from the manhunt. That doesn't sound right. So that people were hunting him and that as long as he said the magic word that they'd let him go. Mm, That doesn't sound. (laughs) Because Andrew Johnson wants to be the president. Uh, I mean, whether they catch him or not doesn't matter. He's still the president. He's still going to be the president. But he's saying that he... That was, like, part of the deal. Like, you assassinate him, so I'm president, and then I'll give you the magic uh, words so you can get away. Got it. Yeah. And that that's why they were like, yeah, this guy in the burning barn, that's totally him. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely him. Occam's razor says no. <laughs> so Bates wants the body. Yeah. So he goes to a judge in Oklahoma, and he says, gimme, gimme. And the judge says, okay. Bates wants the body. <laughs> Bates wants. Bates wants the body. Bates wants. Bates wants the body. And uh, yeah, the judge says okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. If I was a judge, I'd be like, please get it out of here. You can yeah. have it if you leave Oklahoma. <laughs> you must never return. <laughs> and he's like, okie dokie. <laughs> okie dokie. So the book is really successful because uh, it's exciting. Because clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's long enough from the event mm-hmm. that I think people can be properly excited about yeah. it again. People are on to different exciting things. It's the year is yeah. 1907 and people are thinking about different stuff. And so like the idea that's something that they've probably learned about in history class that there was really this conspiracy that they didn't know is like really interesting yeah. instead of like seeming stupid or like <laughs> yeah. or or feeling like, like um, too soon. Yeah, like it's anti-American. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost 50 years later that it's like, yeah, that seems okay. Yeah. Like you could do that. I'm sure plenty of people were still offended by it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that also just gets you more press. So... people talk about it. Yep. And you, all you need is some newspapers to review it. <laughs> all you need is love. <laughs> bom, bom, and a mummy. <laughs> this um, is a very sing-songy episode. It is. I'm just trying to stay awake. demonetized. Not we're, that we're monetized. We're not monetized. What are they going to do? Except for you. Thanks, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> I said... Keeping us monetized. I said Harvu Durant. <laughs> you did. Have face. <laughs> Um, so after his successful book launch, mm-hmm. uh, he decides that he's going to display the mummy and go to carnivals. Ooh. Traveling carnivals. That's a great idea. Look at the mummy. Especially in the 1900s. Yes. Early 1900s. That's that carnival heyday. Peak Dumbo Where time. Where are you, P.T. Barnum? I have an exhibit for you. I got... Mummified murderer. The man who killed Lincoln. Right. And I'm going to absorb his Shakespeare powers. <laughs> With a straw. And uh, give them to my my spawn <laughs> so they can become actors. Ha-ha. <laughs> really, I'm doing corpse medicine. That was the whole goal. <laughs> the whole time. No, I would never. I mean, you um, wouldn't, but you're, you know, Kathy Bates saying. isn't your granddaughter. <laughs> but I'm saying we wouldn't be talking about it if it was corpse medicine for my episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, they take the mummy on tour, and it's rumored that it made more money than John ever made as an actor. Yeah. Woo! Why would anyone go see him when he's alive? It's way cooler when you're dead. He wasn't cool when he was alive. No. He wasn't very no, good. No. He was the least talented booth. So they named the mummy John. <laughs> 
His name is John. I'm like, that's just his name. Baby hands. But they call him John. <laughs> they call him for short. And um, he gets leased to a guy, William Evans, who is the, uh, even quotes, carnival king of the Southwest. Oh. I don't, I guess people live in the Southwest now. Yahoo! Wahoo! <laughs> is the Southwest like Kansas? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's, 19, it's 1901, so... We've it's, got some land over we there. we got some land. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not fair. We had our war okay. with Mexico. Yeah. That's mine. Um, there's Mormons over there in the Utah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Evans apparently pays $40,000 bond to get the mummy, mm-hmm. and then he's paying $2,000 a year to display it. So he's, like, leasing it from wow. him. It's a lot of money. So, I mean, you have to milk it while it lasts. And he thinks it's worth it. It's going to disintegrate. Yes. Um, and he displays John in what he calls the greatest freak animal show in the country. <laughs> you a freak animal. You're a freaky animal, John. <laughs> you a freak animal. Um, however, uh, there is a train wreck that destroys his whole business. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to destroy this A mess. train crashes into, like, a train car holding all of his good mm. stuff, and it ruins it. This man's whole career. So Evans then travels town to town with a luxury Pullman rail car. So oh. he's just got, like, one car. Just one. Yeah. Where he sits across from the mummy. Um, he charges folks uh, to see John Wilkes Booth's mummified body in a coffin. Okay. To raise money because the rest of his carnival's broken. But yeah. John's okay. John's fine. Um, but the reason they talk about this in Magic Valley, which is an Idaho <gasps> paper, caused the wreck. is he goes all the way to Idaho. And oh. not just Idaho, because the person they talk to in the article um, is, like, a museum curator for, like, Cassia County, mm-hmm. which is, uh, like, where my dad's from oh. in, like, Burley, Idaho. That has, oh. like, a, a couple hundred people in it that I was like, <laughs> What? 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 And that's where this train car ends up. And I'm like, oh. It's final stop? In Idaho? Yeah. Not the mummy, but the train oh. car. Huh. It goes there, and it stays there. So, oh, also, just so you know, they dress the mummy in, uh, <laughs> always in khaki shorts. Oh, no. Uh, but apparently <laughs> there's a curse on the mummy <laughs> that he changes hands a few times and it's bad every time for the person I who mean, owns him. I mean, the other one caused a freak animal collision of trains. There's a quote from the Saturday Evening Post in uh, 1938 that says, The mummy scattered ill luck around almost as freely as Tutankhamun is supposed to have done. <laughs> so all mummies are cursed. Stop carrying them around. Stop it. Don't. It doesn't matter if it's from ancient Egypt or it's from now. Yeah. Mummy is bad. You have to eat them or let them go. (laughs) Don't eat them. (laughs) I just love the idea that, like, something about the mummification, like, process makes it curse no matter what. Yeah. Like, you're just not supposed to do that. Something. And you just, like, forced a little bit of its soul to stay, and then now it's mad. Something in humans is so against carrying around the dead body yeah, that it always becomes the reason why the bad thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure it wasn't because you're traveling around on trains all the time, so you're just more likely to be in a collision. Yeah. Or that your greed got the best of you somehow. It's the mummy. It's the mummy. It is suspicious that the mummy's okay. Yeah. And everything else is broken. <laughs> It's weird that everybody else died. <laughs> but Bates dies in 1923. And that's when um, 
His widow sells the mummy officially to William Evans mm-hmm. so he can keep it. Don't have to lease it anymore. Keep it forever. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> and then Evans disappears. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, there's another quote that says, uh, the magazine reported that nearly every showman who had exhibited the specimen had been financially ruined. <laughs> and I was like, maybe the carnival business is over. <laughs> <laughs> maybe having a carnival isn't a good business model. In the 1920s. In the 20s. We're too busy drinking a lot and partying a lot. <laughs> Don't want to go see mummies anymore. <laughs> Mummies are over. That's over. That's early 1900s. It's the 20s. I'm having parties, speakeasies, dancing, having a good time. Dancing. Smoking a lot. Dancing. We're so rich. We don't need to go see a mummy at a carnival. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so lowbrow compared to, like, the roaring 20s that I'm just yeah. like, of course they're not going. They're not going. What do you do? No. Like, people are too sophisticated for this now. <laughs> Too sophisticated. I mean, they ain't. I still go carnivals, but they're not. There aren't mummies at the ones I go to. Um, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> it probably doesn't actually. <laughs> Just marry him. Um, but yeah. So, oh, in in the train crash, this I don't know if this is the same one or a different one, but uh, eight people died. In I'm that gonna hope train it's wreck. a second one. I, I think it's the same one, <laughs> but it might be a second one. But eight people die. So it's like it's re- a serious train I mean, crash. You know how they a mummy creates new mummies? Uh, it's by killing people <laughs> in trains. Turn them into mummies. And they become mummies. And I suck out a little bit of their soul, and then I can wake up. Zombie rules, but That's right. with mummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone knows um, that. Yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows mummy rules. I only saw rules. this in one source, and I don't remember where it was. Mm-hmm. But I, one of them said, uh, the mummy was kidnapped and held for ransom. <laughs> Uh-huh. Union veterans even threatened to lynch it. I apparently, wish they had. <laughs> apparently in a desire to kill Booth twice. Please. <laughs> Please. Isn't it a little late for that? Please lynch this human leather sack. These, these Union veterans are still so mad <laughs> that they're just like, hell no. In the 20s. So funny. It is weird to me. Like, I never think about how, like, someone who is alive in the Civil War is, like, still around in the 1920s. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess they are. That's weird. Yeah. But in my mind, I really don't know when the Civil War is ever. <laughs> it's in the 1860s and I 50s and 60s. always, always forget. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, they're still alive enough to be angry and want to kill they're a like mummy. still around. Were there people who were in the Civil War and World War One? I? I mean, I think it's possible. Yeah. Let's say you're, like, 15... Um, in like 1860, whatever, mm-hmm. or 16, and you're in the war because they don't care so much what your age is. Yeah. Um, you snuck in, you look older than you are. Then I mean, you could be like 60 or 70. Yeah. But you'd have to live that long. And then I don't think they'd let you in the army. So I don't think so. Like maybe if you're still in the army. Maybe. Yeah. Or, like if you're like a general or something. But like you're not going to fight. Yeah. You're not front lines. No, no, no. Or anything. And probably not. I mean, you know, like whereas, like you can easily be in World War One and World War Two. Like mm-hmm. they're close he, enough together yeah. that it's like no problem. Uh, you can be in like three or four wars if you want. Yeah, Woo! that's the bad one. That's America wartime. <laughs> that's the bad Ye- stretch. Yeehaw for everyone. Right. Whereas, like usually before that, we have real big chunks in between them of time when we don't do the war. People that gotta settle down, calm. Uh, we got too excited. <laughs> Turn of the century. Woohoo. Um, 
But uh, Evan quits the carnival business because he's like, there's no money. And also, I almost died. So he uh, takes the cart with him to an Idaho potato farm that he starts. No. Um, and he, but he keeps the mummy and he opens the doors on the no on the car because he keeps it. No. And there's a sign for tourists who drive by that says, "See the man who murdered Lincoln." No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just in a car in Idaho. It's. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought he was going to put him up as a scarecrow. No. But potatoes don't need scarecrows, Haley. They don't. Don't be silly. <laughs> that would be stupid. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Clearly, that would be an idiot. Why would you ever think that? <laughs> that would be a stupid thing to do with a mummy in so, Idaho. <laughs> apparently, a Lincoln assassination buff who's just casually traveling <laughs> through Idaho yeah, like sees you, a sign. Like you do. And he goes there, and he convinces Evan... Evans to resume the mummy's tour. He's like, you should keep going. People got to know about this. I mean, I would have been like, are you going to pay me? Um, if you're going to pay me, I'll do it. So he's like, sure, but then nobody cares. Right. At all. Like. Anymore. Who are your backers? Uh, the Saturday Evening Post reported that Evans was ordered out of Salt Lake City oh, for no. teaching false history. <laughs> oh, no. And fined $50 in Big Spring, Texas for transporting a corpse without a license. Oh, no. Times are a change. <laughs> you can't just carry bodies around <laughs> you anymore. You can't just zoom around the country with a body. What year is this? What year is I it? I want to go back to the good old days when you can just have a body and take it wherever you please. As a sideshow. I need a license. <laughs> a license? In Texas? He's basically a purse. <laughs> He's basically a purse. A leather jacket. <laughs> I mean, he's just a collection of organic textile material I mean, at this point. He should have tried to lie and say he's not actually a corpse. He doesn't completely look like a normal dead body. Just be like, ah, oh, I made this. It's oh. it's to scare children. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Oh. He had to pay Texas $50. I, I do appreciate that Salt Lake City is like, get your stupid fake history out of here. What are you doing? <laughs> None of that fake history um, in this gross. town. Um, that's fake news and it's got to go. <laughs> uh, I also love in the past that, that they don't like charge you with crimes. They're just like, you have to leave. Salt Lake City. Yeah. We won't allow you to be here. <laughs> we banish thee. Yeah. <laughs> what? They just, instead of throwing him in jail, they're just like, you have to leave and you can't come back. We banish thee. And he's like, okay, get thee gone. <laughs> but America's so big that you can get banished from almost everywhere and you still have somewhere to go. It's like, what? So. You're not like a kingdom. And they're like, we are. Yeah. Salt, salt kingdom. We are. Goodbye. Too bad. <laughs> everywhere at this time is a kingdom, essentially. So and then just leave. They start buzzing at you menacingly. Yeah. Bzzz. Until you leave. They're like, well, welcome like, to Tesseract. Do we you will kill you? <laughs> Gonna attack you with the bees. <laughs> with the bees. Well, and it's like, do you want to go to jail or would you rather just leave town? And then they're like, I'll leave town. I wish he had stayed. Yeah. And then John Wilkes Booth could have been put in jail at last. <laughs> With his caretaker. <laughs> his mummy. His mummy could have been properly entombed. Even though, once again, we are not saying <laughs> that that's actually John Wilkes Booth. Symbolically imprisoned. It isn't him. <laughs> In case that wasn't perfectly clear. 
pretty sure not. I don't believe it's him. Pretty sure it's not him. So in 1930, this guy named John Harkin and his wife, I don't want to include his wife. I'm going to say John Harkin bought uh-huh. the mummy. <laughs> I don't think his wife was involved in the decision. Mrs. Harkin was not included <laughs> in the decision. For $5,000. Which earlier he was renting it for $40,000 and then $2,000 a year. What? Like that was the original price. Now he's like selling it for $5,000. Oh my god! That's how much the tides have effing turned. Also, it's 1930 now. So, ooh, crash. That market is over. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, I just have to eat. I want to eat. Please take the money away. The good news is... If you have, like, a lot of water, mm-hmm. you can take little pieces of him. Ugh. I mean, he's full of arsenic, so you yeah, probably should. it's poison. But you can take, like, some of them toenail clippings. No, and, no, no. You know. Bake. Anyway. <laughs> Corpse medicine. Harkin promises $1,000 to anyone who can prove that the mummy isn't Booth, to which I say, how could they possibly do that? Mm-hmm. And he brags that he's never paid anyone, and I'm like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because how could you prove it without forensics? You can't. Yep. So. Good scheme. Wow. <laughs> I get I know. And it's not even like, he doesn't make money from that. He just is like, yeah, I'll pay you $1,000 to prove it. Look, you can't. Ha, 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 ha. you can't. Ha, ha, it's a fun game I play with the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. Sometimes those schemes are fun. Like I like Sure. I like the ones where people will like give fifty million to someone who proves that like psychic abilities yeah, are magic true. Magic exists. Those ones are kind time of time travel. Those ones are fun, yeah. but it's just like the technology's not there yet. Right. It's like there was that joke that Stephen Hawking made about, like, he threw a time traveler party and that n- nobody showed up. So clearly time travel is not real. And I just want to say maybe they didn't want to go to your party, Stephen. Maybe they didn't want to go to your party. Hmm. Like, I didn't hear about your party until just now. Yeah. And then it was over. So and it's over. And, and honestly, I wouldn't have gone. No offense. You sound like kind of a bummer. <laughs> I know. I was just like, this is such a, like... <laughs> Conceited, yeah, like, of course, self, I come to my party. Self important kind right. of thing. And it's like, I know he's important, but I'm still just like, really? You're like, of yeah. course they would have come to my party. Because so clearly, if they didn't, they don't exist. And I'm pretty sure if time travel is real at some point, there's rules against going back and telling people about it. And wouldn't they know mm-hmm. when you'd label it time traveler party? Maybe they're just like slightly smart enough to not go. <laughs> what if he had a time travel party and just like, I don't know, like an ancient Roman just appeared. It's just a dinosaur. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> just a dinosaur. <laughs> they just throw one at you. A real dinosaur just appears. And that's how he really died. Yeah. Don't don't let the newspapers tell you lies. The truth is he got attacked by a dinosaur. He time traveled out of the party. That's why there was no party. Into the Jurassic period. <laughs> Where they had a Jurassic party. A Jurassic parky. Parky. Yeah. Anyway, so in Life magazine, every time they mention the magazine, it's an article in Life. Yeah. So they uh, photographed um, the million-dollar spectacle of mm-hmm. uh, Booth, mm-hmm. quotations Booth. <laughs> Booth, the mummy, in 1938, and they had some doctors weigh in on, like, do you think that's Booth? Um, what would they have to add to it? Uh, they have some, like, interesting points. Um, so... I guess it depends on the time. Yeah, in 1931, some doctors examined him. Um, I'm assuming this is something probably Harkin did to be, like, proving that it's Booth. Mm -hmm. So that he was like, well, I'll just have them look at him and then they'll be able to figure it out. 
Um, and they find that there are certain marks on the corpse that were the same as injuries that Booth had had that they knew about, that he had a short left leg, that he had distorted right thumb, he has a scar on his neck. Um, but most uh, historians don't care about any of that. Yeah. And they still think that it's not Booth. Um, one of the articles I've read said, never mind that the fracture was found on the mummy's right leg while the injured bones set by Dr. Samuel Mudd were on Booth's left leg. Yeah. So he has an injured leg, but it's the wrong leg. Wrong one. Um, and mm. also, these sound like pretty common injuries just for boys being boys, boys roughing it up. Growing up in the 1850s. Yep, just. Or earlier, actually. Mm-hmm. Just roughing it up. So I'm like, well. Imagine a Huckleberry Finn type. Yep. I'm sure they... Breaking his dumb leg. Yeah, breaking his stupid leg. And they got to cut a piece of it out because <laughs> that's how medicine works they then. They got to saw the whole thing They're off, like, the Huck. only thing we can do is take out an inch of your bone and then your leg's going to be shorter. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so in 1937 and continuing to the 50s, the mummy is part of Jay Gold's Million Dollar Circus. So it gets sold to him from still, Harkin, I guess. Still trying to circus it up, Still huh? circusing. Um, they travel with trained elephants and acrobats and high wire. It's crazy. Have you seen, so they came out with like a live action Dumbo, which is. I haven't watched it yet. No, you sh- you should. It sounds very bad. Yeah. And Disney's just crapping on itself. Mm-hmm. But they have a, a guy on there who twice in the movie does the let's Get ready to Dumbo. Oh, no. It's very bad. I hate it. It's like, it just, every time you say circus, it makes me kind of like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention this circus also has a high diving dog act. Oh. Which I don't think sounds cool. Oh, so there's just a guy up there kicking a dog off a ledge. I don't know. There's just a guy. I don't think dogs are meant to dive Mm. into water. I don't. Well, they can like it. I don't know about high diving. Sure. But yeah, they, that's my problem with um, it. But like when Because when you dive from a diving board that's high, you have to do it a certain way to like not hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like dogs know how. And I mean it probably isn't a I hope it's not a bouncy board, it's just high up. Yeah. Uh, because if you just, like, throw a ball off a dock, dogs love jumping in water. Sure. I just, like, do they like heights? I don't, I think, don't think eh, so. I don't think they like heights. I don't, yeah, and it's going to hurt. Like, because, like I said, they're not going to dive in where it doesn't hurt you too bad. Like, they're correct. They don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't think they can. I mean, maybe, but I don't think this circus in the 50s is doing it. Uh, so. Email us with dog science. <laughs> yeah, do you, are, do you have a dog in the circus? Let us know. Yeah, do you have a circus dog who um, does high dives? So the PBS report, the last time the mummy was seen was in the 1970s. That's so disappointing. Uh, And they're pretty sure it got sold to a private collector. Oh, that's so disappointing. It's also very creepy. I hate private collectors. Like, it's creepy. Like, what are you doing with it? But also, uh, you're just hoarding it. Yep. And, like, what are you doing with it? It might not, it's probably not Booth. So you're just hoarding a, a mummified st- random. A strange peasant man. A strange just, just, hobo. Yeah, a regular old hobo. Just a normal, uh, casual NPC of the world. Right. 
he wasn't a boss. He wasn't a final boss. No. He wasn't a named character. He was just a sad old yeah. man who thought he was someone he wasn't. Yeah, they don't let you do this in games for a reason. Yeah. Because it's rude. You're not supposed to, like, carry the corpse with you around for the whole game. People would stop watching your Let's Play. It's terrible. You know... I usually say there isn't a wrong way to play Skyrim, but you found it. <laughs> you found the wrong way. You figured it out. You found the wrong one. Um, but now, yeah. now we can't like do a little like genetics test, right? Uh, Which ordinarily I'd be like, well, we don't have anything to compare it to. But just putting into one of the big databases, I'd be curious what pops up. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about this in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So in 1977, a book comes out and a movie called The The Lincoln Conspiracy. (laughs) Okay. You know, just reinvigorates the the conspiracy, Mm -hmm. which is fun in that, like, you know, it happens right away. And then it's like every, you know, like 50-ish years, it's like, it's back. Yeah. Yay. It comes back. We get to think about it again. Um, But too bad this book comes out after the mummy's gone. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. But they offered new theories in the book and the film about what happened with Booth. And they say that uh, it's a huge cover-up plot to kidnap and ultimately remove Lincoln from the presidency. Okay. By who? I don't know. (laughs) Someone. It doesn't say. I also don't understand kidnap plot when they just killed him. Yeah. They did not kidnap him, even a little. They they don't even seem like they tried, so... Clearly was not the intent. I don't get it. Like, maybe someone was planning to. It wasn't Booth. I'm telling you about uh, Evans's car that he left in Idaho. Oh. Um, (laughs) Their uh, historian says, uh, it's come a long way. Uh, Since it was sold, the rail car has been used as a barber shop, a residence, and a pig pen. Oh, okay. You know. Um, All the normal ones. But after that, they moved it to the Cassia County Historical Museum in Burley uh, a few decades ago, and it's been cleaned up, and it's on display. Okay. For, like, a history thing. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Bowen, who's the historian there, says, it's not a plush private car it used to be, but it's not a pig pen anymore. Well, that's good. (laughs) That's good. Which is the most Idaho thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I mean, it's not your fancy stuff, but it ain't a pig pen no more. it ain't a pig pen. (laughs) We real cleaned it up good. Everyone has a sudden. I'm allowed to make fun of them. My dad's from there. (laughs) I've been there. We've yeah, we've both been there a lot. Have you been? Not. I don't know if I've been to that city. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, I don't have to have been to that city. I don't think you've been to Burley. I've been in Idaho too much. Oh yeah, (laughs) mostly because of me. I'm sorry, Idaho. No, uh, yeah, I get it. I think they'll understand. It's mostly. I think what's bad about it is just that. Most of the time we've been going through, they've been doing construction work on the roads. Yeah. And just, it's a terrible impression. Well, and also, like, to have of a place. That one time we went through the top part. Oh, yeah. Or not yeah. the top, the, like, middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top is fine because it's short. So it's just like pew pew. It and was real just quick. like darkness, nighttime mountain danger. Yeah, that was the top part. Yeah, that was the terrible. It was scary, that but was like, very it scary. was okay. Uh, but when we went through the middle was when we, like, interrupted a Native American funeral procession. Funeral rites, yeah. And then— So now we're cursed. We uh, almost got killed by a deer. Yep. And we saw— And there was all those signs that talked about Jesus that, like, had flames on them that were stressful. It was, like, very, like, western, rural gothic. Yeah. That's where— We, um, we went wrong in every way. I think that's where Lawyer Canyon was, too. That was Lawyer Canyon. We yeah. found— 
lawyer canyon. Where you can't see the bottom of it. You can't see the bottom. That's where they put the lawyers. (laughs) Yep. They had to find somewhere that was so deep they could never crawl out again. All right, so my last thing is historians and Booth descendants have attempted to obtain permission to exhume Booth's corpse. Okay. From where it's buried Mm -hmm. to get DNA to test against his descendants. Yeah. They had kids. So, like, well, not him, but his siblings. Siblings. Had kids. Yeah. So they're like, we can just, it's really easy. Um, But the courts have denied them access. The courts? Yeah. It's so weird. I agree. Like, why? But also, I wanted to say that, um, remember when I talked to you about the bones? The bones. Uh, Booth's bones mm-hmm. that are, like, in a drawer in a museum? Vaguely? it was. It's like Booth's bones are in there with um, Gateau's bones. Oh. Because remember you, like, we talked about, yeah. like, souvenirs people have, and they have Booth's bones in a museum. How do they know? Like, what part of Booth did they get? They took, it was during his autopsy, they, like, took some oh. out, and they just kept them out. They just kept them. Yeah. And so I'm like, you can just do that. You don't even have to dig them up. You should email them, be like, hey, <laughs> get permission from the museum. Just do it. That's and that'd so... be such good advertisement for the museum. Yeah. Like, because either way, it. it's going to be, like, a big story, mm-hmm. and that's going to, like, get them traffic. I don't And under... they're going to be the hero. Like, wow, why did, why is the court in charge of that? I, I, just because it's exhuming a body, I guess. Like, usually they have to, you have to have, like, a reason, right? You, it's, not, it's not like it's your property anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a purpose. And I guess they're saying that's not a good enough and purpose. Like, finding out if it's actually the guy who killed Lincoln isn't good enough. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was, like, random people, right? Yeah. But if it's the descendants, I'm like... Because right, I'm looking it up right now on Boothy Barn, which is where I found it before. But, yeah, they have pieces of John Wilkes Booth's vertebrae. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, almost positive now that you can get DNA out of that. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's too old, but I doubt it. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, you should at least try. Yeah, why not try? There it is. So, Boothy Barn also had a little bit about this mummy. But just a little, because mm-hmm. they're just like, it's not real. So. Yeah. There you go. That's the story. <laughs> That's the story of uh, not John Wilkes Booth's mummy. I bet the private collector ate him. Ugh. And you know what? Uh, Until they prove me wrong and give him back to the public, I'm going to stick with that. And here at the end, I just want us to, like, look at him. It's all flattened. And we can just all flattened tell out. you how we feel about him. Look at all those links I clicked. Booth. <laughs> Quote, unquote, booth. Yeah. Mummers. Look at him. <laughs> he, he's, it's horrible, dude. It's so bad. Look, oh, I look, look at him. I kind of love. I love it His a little bit. Torso's all shriveled. It's so gross. <laughs> How could it go so wrong? Uh, okay, so this is the this is the picture that kept coming up for me. Is that a different one? Um, I think I don't know because that looks completely different. Yeah, I don't know what that picture is. This this appears to be the main one. You know? Yeah. So I think that's it. Is this the guy who owns him? Oh, no. Human remains collector. No. But it's a question. It's like, does he? I mean, I think the question is, is that booth? But I'm assuming he owns it. Mm. Ah, I uh, see. Gross. Look at, he looks so creepy. I hate it. You know, you can't take him with you, right? Uh... <laughs> 
I kind of love the it's eyes. It's horrible. I, I, I hate it. I kind of love Just the eyes. Just imagine this is in a window of a store, and just, you're like, wow, I really want to buy furniture now. <laughs> just reading my paper. No. Just reading my paper. Oh, it's khaki shorts. <laughs> Why? No. Why is he in shorts? I mean, to cover up his junk. Why isn't he in pants? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He they want to see his legs. They want to see his leggies. Hot. <laughs> you got to show some leg. Anyway, well, that's a spooky episode about <laughs> mummies. And how they crash trains. <gasps> and conspiracies. Assassinations. Old men who own corpses. <laughs> the Civil War. <laughs> Kathy Bates' granddad. <laughs> Misery. <laughs> American Horror <laughs> Story featuring Kathy Bates. I mean, it's perfect, really. Yeah. That she's his granddaughter. It's really good. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode with us today, that you learned a lot about the not uh, not John Wilkes Booth mummy time. That people are still carting around because they, yeah. they just love him so much. Yeah. It's nasty. But we want to say thank you to our patrons, but I gotta pull them up real quick. To sometimes I'll have this memorized, but not right now. Kathleen and Caitlin, Ashley, Lorena and Josh, Gami, Sadie, Natalie, and Natalia. Hail to the yeah! Thank you for your help. We really appreciate you. Thank you for being a bear. <laughs> A friend. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I whatever. Whatever the words. Thanks. Um, you're great and we think you're the best. Uh, but we love all of you. Hysterians rule. Everyone else drool. Go teach someone about this mommy, man. <laughs> Be like, oh my gosh, you know what I heard? Have you heard about the not John Wilkes Booth mommy? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, I don't understand the story. And he killed eight people on a train. <laughs> <laughs> Way more people than John killed. <laughs> he's he's a better he Made more money. He's I'm, a better murderer. <laughs> He's better in every single way. The he, question is, what makes a bigger impact? Killing a famous person who's important or killing more people? That's what we want you to ponder this week. Hmm. I won't say my opinion. I want you to ponder. Yeah. That's our, it's like, it's like a, the like dilemma, the train dilemma. The trolley problem. The trolley problem, yeah. Is it? I guess. Yeah, like, do you kill Lincoln or do you kill eight people? And if you're John Wilkes Booth, the answer is both. <laughs> Somehow. You both. back up and get the other people, too. <laughs> you reverse and you get the rest. You mummify reverse. <laughs> do an Uno reverse card and you get those eight people on that train. You hit Lincoln. You wait 20 years. Eventually, the train comes back. You Man, get the rest. Can you imagine if you're one of those people and you become a ghost and then you know that it was, like, John Wilkes Booth mummy that killed you and you're like effing why is he on this train <sighs> come on Gosh, clearly especially if you were with the south you're like I loved you <laughs> you were my favorite and this is what you do to me you were my hero <sighs> anyway bye <laughs> bye 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 <laughs>